This is First to the Flag, a chance to catch up with the stars of the NTT IndyCar Series and share their stories, insights, and experiences about their first major open wheel victory. Here's Nick Yeoman. Hello and thanks for joining us for a special presentation of the IndyCar Radio Network. I'm Nick Yeoman. This is First of the Flag, where we sit down with some of IndyCar's best drivers to take a look back at their first career IndyCar win with radio broadcast highlights helping to tell the story. Today on First of the Flag, we look back at March 24, 2019 with the one and only running of the IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas just outside of Austin, Texas. It's a race that still holds a place in the IndyCar record book featuring the youngest race winner in series history as an 18-year-old scored the victory in just his third career IndyCar start. The 3.4-mile, 20-turn road course in the Lone Star State provided a certain leveling of the playing field with the track being new to just about everybody, but the cream would still rise to the top in qualifying as IndyCar's all-time leader in pole positions, Will Power, would grab the top starting position. He'd be flanked by three cars associated with Andretti Autosport. The first two were in-house Andretti drivers and Alexander Rossi and Ryan hunter Ray. But starting fourth was 18-year-old Colton Herta driving an Andretti-prepared car owned by Indianapolis businessman Mike Harding and George Michael Steinbrenner, whose family had run the New York Yankees for generations. Mark Janes and driver analyst Anders Krohn would guide listeners through this one as IndyCar went racing at Coda. We're waiting on the signal from Paul Blevins. Green flag is out, and this race is underway, and Will Power takes the lead going up to turn one. Alexander Rossi tried to tuck in behind his competitor. That's the driver on the outside of row number one, or should say the inside, Will Power, but they're pretty clean to go four wide through. So it's Will Power, then Alexander Rossi, then it's a machine of Colton Hurt and Jake Query, Ryan Hunter race fourth. Will Power with a sizable lead. Now, oh, we've got a spin. It's one of the arrow machines that works its way through the kitty litter. We'll call it in the S's. It is, as I take a look at it, I believe it's Marcus Erickson. No, it's Zach Beach. It's the machine of Zach Beach that started ninth. He is going to relegate to the back of the field as everybody works their way to you, Nick Yeoman. Leaders up the hill already. Back down to turn at number 11. It is Will Power with about a four or five car length advantage. One car swings awful low to protect. That's Graham Rahal trying to hold on to the 8th or ninth position. He nearly makes contact. That looked like Santino Ferrucci. That's the car of Zach Beach. Back full song, but it's Will Power, your leader on the opening lap. Zach started on the inside of row 5. He's created a long day for himself. Yeah, that's a big disappointment, and the only thing he can hope for at this point in time is a full course yellow, as there is a load of action coming into turn 12 now. First time for all these under race conditions, trying to figure out a few people running wide, coming off the corner, but somehow for the most part, everyone keeping it clean on this opening lap. After things sorted out in the opening few laps, Power and Rossi emerged as the favorites to win. An aggressive move at the start into turn one would get hurt at a third around Hunter Ray, but the young driver would admit he was just happy that weekend to even be starting at the front end of the field. I remember, you know, being pretty ecstatic to qualify fourth. Um, it's really tough, you know, to kind of progress in that qualifying system um, into the fast 12 and the fast six. Um, and it was quite a competitive weekend, first time at, at Coda, but we did quite a bit of testing beforehand with the um, preseason testing being there. So everybody was, was really fast. Um, and then, yeah, I remember the start of the race. I didn't feel extremely competitive in the first few laps. Um, and then we got, we kind of got going and I got into a rhythm. But the biggest problem was I 
was using way too much rear brake and I was killing the rear tires. Um, and that was like my biggest problem, not the blacks, but the reds. Um, and this is still in a time where we used, used reds a lot, um, in the races, whereas now you typically don't see guys using used reds as much. It's only new reds and, or blacks. Um, so on the new, on the used reds, it completely destroyed my rear tires and I lost sight of Will and Alex. The race at Circuit of the Americas would be clean and green for the first 44 laps, which favored the two dominant drivers in Power and Rossi. In fact, Power would dominate leading every lap until the only caution flag of the day would flip the race strategy on its head. With just 16 laps to go, the final fuel window opened and drivers like Herta, Hunter Ray, and Joseph Newgarden, who were essentially battling for the third step on the podium, came to pit lane for their final stops. Moments later, James Hinchcliffe and Felix Rosenquist would make contact out of turn 19, sending Sweden's Rosenquist into the inside wall with a damaged car blocking pit entrance. That crash was the absolute last thing Power and Rossi wanted to see, as they'd have to make their last pit stops under yellow, sacrificing track position and the top two spots. Things would only go from bad to worse, though, for Power during the final pit stop. Here they come. The front three, Will Power, so dominant on the day, day first. Will Power had led 45 laps and could smell that $100,000 bonus, but it looks like it's evaporated. Yeah, back-to-back -back pole positions to start 2019. He's not going to finish that way, though, as the captain brings Will Power into his pit stall. They're going to go with sticker reds on this final step. Oh, then he stalls the car. Scott Dixon and Alexander Rossi get by. Still not able to engage that number 12 for Ryzen Chevrolet. Simon Pagino also gets by. Will Power throws his hands into the air. Boy, and then the rest of the field, that includes Zach Beach and Max Shilton. Will Power still sitting there. Crew member now getting inside the cockpit trying to do what he can do. He's revved it a little bit. This oh, this pit stop continues now at 40 seconds and counting. Gives it a thumbs up. Revs the engine, still isn't able to go. Oh, what a horrible ending to this day for Will Power. That moment would hand the lead of an IndyCar race over to Herta for the first time in his young career. And while his pace was strong that day in Austin, just about everyone recognized what a lucky break the Californian had caught. Standing by with George Steinbrenner, part of the ownership here at Harding Steinbrenner Racing. Wasn't it a couple of years ago that you and young Colton Herta moved into the Indy Lights program? You watched him win races there. You were a little nervous, I know, at St. Petersburg, your first big race as a team owner. What are you thinking right now with your young driver up front here at the Circuit of the Americas? Uh, feeling lucky after that after that yellow, you know, that, that tends to happen a lot here. Uh, we, we were able to get out in front of it and uh, get ourselves up in front. We got a couple of really fast guys behind us, so we'll see what we got. We're full blow to the end, so we'll, we'll see if we can keep up behind us. But, well, my heart was racing when the yellow came out because I thought, well, maybe they, they got into the pits right before it because I, I think I was coming around like the back straight. And so they would have been quite a ways ahead because I had pitted. And so I thought, oh, they're going to be like right around where the pit lane is. But Felix was covering the pit entry, so they closed pit, pit lane immediately. Um, so, yeah, I, I and it was still my like really early on. It was my second or third IndyCar race, so I didn't fully like understand what it meant when the yellow came out I, I thought that I would go to the front but I wasn't sure um and so yeah it was yeah I was in for a shock and you know the most nerve-wracking part was probably those last like 10 laps after the restart especially with 
Joseph being right behind me. Now let's turn our attention to the 88 of Colton Herta. What a story. <laughs> I mean, indeed, what a story. I mean, the, the fact that he's leading this race, and, and yes, he has had help by the fact that Will Power, Alexander Rossi, and, and Scott Dixon got caught out by that full-course yellow However, he was he's been there all day long. Hasn't put a foot wrong. No, he's he right de- there. he de- frankly deserves to be up there. So now it's just a question of can the likes of Joseph Newgarden and Ryan Hunter Ray use their years of experience to get by Colton Herta or will Colton Herta now with clean air be able to sail away? We are about to find out if this kid is is, is as cool as he seems to be with everything that he does. 10 laps to go. Uh, when we go green flag racing this time by, and he's going to be pursued by the likes of Joseph Dugard, Ryan Hunter Ray, Graham Rahal, and Pato O'Ward. The 88 of Colton Herta starts to push the issue just a little bit, waiting to see the green flag. He gets the call, and a great start for Colton Herta as he heads towards their number one. With the lead and a historic win in sight, Herta focused forward on the job at hand while Newgarden and Hunter Ray would do everything they could just to stay with the 18-year-old in the closing laps. The race would stay green to the checkered flag with an all-out sprint to the finish for a trio of Americans in Austin, Texas. Colton Herta. This time, as he makes his way up the straightaway, believe it or not, this talented young driver will see the white flag fly, greet him in turn number one, Michael Young. He has the name, the question, did he have the talent? I think the answer, a resounding yes. We could call him the California kid from Valencia, California. Colton Herta through turn number three, looking for his first NTT IndyCar Series win here in the Classic. Mentioned earlier this weekend that he could presumably have four opportunities to try to become the youngest man ever to win the Indianapolis 500. But at the age of 19, Colton Herta is trying to get his first NTT IndyCar Series victory. Nick Yeoman helped bring him home on his way. You mentioned the Indianapolis 500. There is a photo online floating around for 2011 where an 11-year-old Colton Herta is in victory lane with the late Dan Weldon after Brian Herta and Steve Newey's team slayed the giant and pulled the upset. Colton Herta in just his third IndyCar start mark about to pull off one whale of an upset as he makes his way down the backstretch for the final time. As we mentioned in 2018 he finished runner-up in the Indy Lights Championship. He collected a total of six wins over two Indy Lights season. He won the 2018 Freedom 100 and completed a historic sweep of the month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As we mentioned, a star is on the rise. He is from Valencia, California, and he carries the name proudly of his father, who earned the respect of uh, so very, very many in open-wheel racing and continues to do so. While he's with another race team, we, we are certain that Dad will be so very, very proud. He'll come off the final turn for the final time. He will see the twin checkers. And how about this youngster? Colton Herndon is going to go to victory lane in the NTT IndyCar Series debut here at the Circuit of the Americas. Colton Herta, victory lane for the very first time and at the first time here at Circuit of the Americas. He is being greeted by every member of this Harding Steinbrenner racing team. The folks at Honda are here. Uh, wait a minute, you're 19 years old. You're not supposed to do this this early. I'm 18 years old. I'm not 19 yet. I don't turn 19 for another week. So, yeah, but what, what a hell of a roller coaster. Oh. <laughs> 
Brian Herta has come over to offer his congratulations. Yeah, what, is, what a race, man. I'm worn out. What, I mean, you're going through this race. Things are settling in. You're up front, but then all of a sudden the caution comes out. You restart out front. What are you thinking at that point? What the hell do I do, man? I've never done a restart on red, so that was a, a brand new thing for me. And I think we had really good pace early on in the stint. Kind of faded at the end of the stints, but, you know, with, with only 10 laps to go and, and really nowhere on the tires, we were in a really good place. Uh, you go back to Fridays, the engine, that engine issues, mechanical issues that you guys had. I mean, you guys fought through this. This is a win for the entire team, which is obviously a big win with George uh, Michael uh, on board now with this group. Yeah, everyone did a spectacular job. All the boys did a great job. All the Honda engineers get the new engine in for the end of practice, too. So it was, uh, it was a hell of a weekend, and to cap it off like this, I was not expecting that. How does an 18-year-old, soon-to-be 19-year-old, celebrate something like this? Well, I got to go in the simulator Tuesday, so I'm flying back to Indy tonight, and I'll, uh, that'll be my celebration. I get to drive some more. With the win, Herta would make IndyCar history, passing Graham Rahal as the youngest driver to win an IndyCar race, accomplishing the feat at just 18 years, 11 months, and 25 days old. Herta wouldn't be done winning in 2019 as he'd take Harding Steinbrenner Racing to victory lane a second time in the season-ending race at Laguna Seca a race he'd dominate by leading 83 of 90 laps. Herta has quickly become one of the drivers to beat each and every weekend in the NTT IndyCar Series, and despite now being a veteran of the sport with an impressive trophy case, he has no problem admitting his first win came with a lot of luck. I got saved by a yellow. So, you know, I think I was kind of locked in for, for a podium there. Um, the win was definitely lucky. I was not going to... Um, win with how the race was going maybe if there was a yellow and i had a restart to maybe pass these guys maybe i could have but um most likely scenario was i was going to finish on in third or second on the podium but um yeah i guess it was just my day from all of us at the indycar radio network we hope you've enjoyed this look back at colton herta's first indycar win in the 2019 indycar classic at circuit of the americas Make sure to visit IndyCarRadio.com for more information on how you can enjoy more race broadcasts from yesteryear, as well as schedules and live streaming audio so you can join us live at the track on race weekends. For all of us at the IndyCar Radio Network, I'm Nick Yeoman, and we'll talk to you again soon with another trip down memory lane with First of the Flag. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.